0: Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Hello everyone, Ewan here, and thank you for tuning into a new episode of the We Love Dad Movies podcast. Before we get into the glory that is Tango and Cash, I do want to give you all a heads up that we had some technical issues recording this uh, towards the end of the episode, which meant that we lost some discussion about the film's brilliant ending, so that was a bit of a bummer. I managed to do some editing and some wrangling, so most of it is there intact, but if you encounter any awkward cuts or audio kind of stuff, uh, that's basically why. Either way, I hope you enjoyed the episode and thanks for listening. Bye. Hey everyone, what is up? It is me, Ewan, and welcome to a new installment of the We Love Dad Movies podcast. This week, I'm joined once again by Dan Greamer to dive into a beloved 80s action buddy cop classic that is actually kind of got a great Valentine's motif to it. Um, we're doing Tango and Cash because Tango and Cash are clearly in love with each other. We're in love with Tango and Cash. Uh and yeah, Dan,
1: how are you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm excited to talk about the 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 last I just learned this today. The last action movie of the eighties. No. Is this it? released on December twenty-second, nineteen
0: eighty-nine. Oh my god. It what? was it was
1: I think along with another movie that I can't remember what it was, it was the last movie that Hollywood released in the eighties.
0: Wow. Okay, so that's that's even that blah, blah, this just made my entire analysis that i Out had of this movie even better because it is like <laughs> it is the most it is the most 80s thing to have ever to have ever 80s and it's not directed by tony scott as well which makes it an even bigger achievement um, yeah
1: this is i think this is like if pure cocaine made a movie
0: it's... Cocaine is the first description that came <laughs> up for me when I was, like, thinking about this today because I was like, Tango and Cash, and I was watching it, I was like, holy shit, the, the, this movie is sweaty. The amount of cocaine that must be going on here because, for those who don't know, Tango and Cash, 1989 action movie, co-starring Celeste Sloan, Kurt Russell, Jack Palance plays the villain. um It had a bit of a infamous production, um and it really shows in the finished product. Like, this is, um... The way I describe it is, like, a derailed train, but somehow the derailed train is just about, like... It's, like, it's wheelieing on the tracks and is still making it to the other end of its destination. (laughs) You don't really know how it's doing it. It's kind of terrifying, but also super fucking entertaining in the process.
1: It's it's like if someone crashed a plane onto the runway they were supposed to land the same plane... (laughs) (laughs) exactly
0: yeah so tango and cash um i fucking love this movie right this is um so great this is another one of those like staple action movies that when i was getting into the movies with my dad he would like over like we'd be we'd be browsing on a friday night for something and tango and cash came up and he was like oh you've never seen tango and cash oh let me tell you and um Everything about this movie is genetically engineered to just entertain you. It is the most wonderful synthesis. Specifically, of... me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the most wonderful synthesis of just excess and stupidity. And it's 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 not a well-made movie, um, but it might be the best not well-made movie I've ever seen. And I think that's partially due to the fact that. Um, Sly and Kurt Russell are absolutely tremendous together, and Kurt in particular, he is. He, I know, I'm not first name uh, terms with Kurt Russell. Russell as as uh, Gabe Cash, Gabriel Cash. Fucking these. Listen to these names, people. They're absolutely wonderful. What's what's Tango's first Raymond, name? Raymond Ray- Tango. Raymond Tango, Ray- Tango and Gabriel Cash. Right, they are just absolutely brilliant together, and I kind of came away from this. Um, on the rewatch especially after Kurt Russell's um, kind of drag moment um, they're basically Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck like <laughs> Kurt Kurt Russell in this movie is Bugs Bunny um, and Sly is Daffy Duck getting slightly wound up by him but their is best Jack pals Is Jack Palance
1: Elmer Fudd? yeah
0: yeah, no, Jack Palance. is <laughs> Elmerford, That is this totally is, correct. This
1: is why I love about this movie because we kind of came at this from the fact that I'm a big Stallone guy. You're a big Kurt Russell guy. We're also both love the other yes. one. Yeah. Kurt Russell might be the most charismatic man who has ever lived, <laughs> in my in my opinion. And this is like prime Stallone, where he's just like tough guy, and it's but they, he's a they... nerd. <laughs> but <Just> he... Well, <laughs> because he's against this really charming, like, roguish Kurt Russell, he's got to be like. The buttoned up straight man. But he, he pulls
0: it off. He does. He really does. He makes that's because I don't know. The juice of that video the other month, um, I forget who shared it, but it was I think it was promotion for one Academy Award ceremony, and it was Sly, and then Rocky was next to him, and then they're talking to each other. And Sly's got his specs on and stuff and like he's talking to Rocky is. as if he's got like a real conversation going on. So I think there is a little bit of the geek to Sly, IRL. Like nothing massive, but there is a bit of a geek to him. So when I looked at Tango, I'm kind of like, You are. This isn't like your typical, your typical, your stereotypical Stallone action movie portrayal. Um but he gets in some of his, you know, IRL quirks to him. Like the glasses, the whole health kick. He, there is one scene where he gets to laugh at a dude loading himself with like <laughs> day old spaghetti bolognese. You know, like the, it, there is enough of him in there. I completely um, kidnapped
1: your, abducted your discussion there. So please continue. No, no, you're stuff. right. Like he, he gets to play that role. And what I love is that, this, this this goes into kind of a conversation I've had before about how people sometimes complain about when actors do the same thing more than once. And I think it's dumb to criticise an actor for playing to their strengths, if that is a true strength. Like, in this movie, Kurt Russell plays Jack Burton if he joined the police force. but <laughs> And he, Jack, Kurt Russell is a very... Uh, Kurt Russell has range. I don't want to say he doesn't have range, because he absolutely does. But when he plays this kind of character, he... That he like he, there's n- almost no one better at it than me. You know what? I don't. I don't. I for it's, me it's, not I'm that. weirdly. Really, I don't get Jack
0: Burton from this. From him in this, um, like w- for, for for Burton, it's like a case of like false bravado. But Gabe Cash, he's a less is cowardly
1: version. Yeah, I guess. Gabe
0: Gabe Cash is the man who fucks. Like Gabe Cash is total slutcore vibes in this movie. <laughs> like he's just wearing the most obscene. Like I love that. <laughs> there were so many great moments that I forgot about re-watching this movie but one of my favourite bits is when um, he gets back to his apartment and he's checking himself out in the mirror and a gun comes through the mirror, and there's a, he's instantly trying to, instantly being assassinated. Um, and then he goes back to police headquarters, and he's, like, taking off his shirt and his body armour and stuff, and he's, like, going to the guys, oh, I can't believe this, this was a $9 shirt! <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, old Raymond Tango was up there with his, like, three-piece his suit Armani dresses. suits and stuff, and... Um, it's lovely, but yeah, basic premise for people who have not seen Tango and Cash, and please do go watch it. Like, um, don't do the mistake of looking online and being like, oh, it's only got X percent on Rotten Tomatoes, though it's only got three stars on Letterboxd. Don't be that nerd. Um, watch it because it is one of the greatest all vibes action movies ever. Um, and they're they're both great together. But the basic premise is you have these two top cops in LA. He got Raymond Tango, stockbroker by night, um, super cop by day. Uh, dresses in immaculate suits. He's got wealth. He's he's got a, a good nose for cases, an eye for detail. No nonsense, no bullshitting kind of cop. But like one who, you know, he's clearly he he he's logic oriented. They have a whole thing earlier on when they introduce him, and he's 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 very logic and detail oriented, not very emotional. And then you have Gabe Cash, uh, who is the the city's other top cop, and they're both busting um, this organized crime ring involving drugs, prostitution, arms smuggling. And, and the Gabe evil is you can think of, yeah. Gabe is basically a bit of a cowboy; like he wears. I'm fairly certain when they're in court together, he has like big boots on. Yeah, he's the bad um, boy of the police force. Yeah, he, in he's a good he's way. the bad boy; like he's got like his like. <laughs> whereas Tango carries like a Bit bitsy 38 caliber revolver you'd expect to see like from an early 40s or 50s noir movie um cash is is rolling around the big like magnum with a laser sight scope on the barrel such like he's sight. Uh, it's so funny i'm such a um,
1: sucker a gigantic 80s gold oh, <laughs> well,
0: back in that era when like laser laser sight technology was so was so new and you know the movies always had to make it like a big we we did cobra together i remember when when sly's got his like his gun and it's got the laser sight on it yeah Danny is big
1: big scope in predator 2
0: exactly yeah so we love a big scope on us on a on a handgun folks um but yeah like cash is like reckless he's messy he's a complete slut (laughs) i'm gonna be using the word slut throughout this movie to describe cash because it's just the vibe he 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 gives up he's a
1: He's a and I say this as a straight man. He is a beautiful, beautiful oh, disaster. He's, so,
0: he's this is might be this might be the sexiest Kurt Russell has been. <laughs> and I and I say this knowing full well that he's incredibly sexy in big trouble in Little China. But here there is just kind of like a roguish, scampish, impish quality to him where he's just he's got immaculate hair, he's he's running oh, around. Get me
1: started on the hair.
0: Taking the piss out of Sly. Like like and then th- then having also the confidence to go up and drag and stuff and um it's everything that you love about
1: Kurt Russell, isn't this? Can movie. we can he's, we go into that tremendous. about the drag for a sec? Because this I mean, is the thing, this is the biggest thing I think about the show. Not specifically the drag, but that scene. <laughs> First of all, Kurt Russell's hair is as a man who has been slowly losing his hair over the last <laughs> five years, I'm so jealous of Kurt Russell's hair in this movie. Every time um, I
0: look at this or Mel Gibson in *Lethal Weapon*, I'm like, I should. <laughs> why don't I have a mullet? Why don't yeah, I just need a hair transplant? <laughs>
1: there's there's a thing with Kurt Russell in movies in general, and this and *Big Trouble in Little China* do it in very different ways. He embodied a thing that not many, not enough action heroes kind of had in the '80s. Like Stallone didn't really do it. Arnold didn't do it as much. As I love them, uh, you know, Chuck Norris people like that. He wasn't afraid to look stupid. He wasn't afraid to look not manly or not masculine, which is something that a lot of action heroes didn't do at the time. And it, it it adds so much to him as an actor and so much to the charisma that he puts out on screen that he's not afraid to make fun of himself a little bit. Or not look like a tough guy for a moment, and I, it's one of my favorite things about Kurt Russell. And I think there's still not enough action heroes or even actors in general that do that nowadays.
0: Yeah, they try. They try to emulate the Kurt Russell vibe, but they don't. They don't have the confidence of it. You know, like whenever you look at something like um, a Big Trouble in Little China or like a Tango and Cash, um, or even Executive Decision, like Kurt Russell's action heroes, like. Can- cash is the exception here because he is a badass you know he is a badass like he he does he does goof around and he isn't afraid to be vulnerable in in this movie and and, you know like take the piss but he is a badass but like it's still in the same spirit of like you know um of of being a goof in in big trouble but also like executive decision where he's playing the nerd yeah being brought along to this big military assignment
1: Even in the late 80s, there's not many of those guys that would have done a scene where they leave a strip club dressed as a woman and flirt with a cop to get out. (laughs) And it it, it kind of just... He was willing to, to go against that action hero look at the time. And bravo to him for it.
0: Yeah, no, I am absolutely in love with Kurt Russell.
1: You know who I you know who I think kind of gets closest to that? I'm gonna I'll go off this point as a sec, but you know who I think kind of does get pretty close to that now? This might I, people might get annoyed with me for this. I think people like him now. Channing Tatum.
0: Mm, no, I see it. I see it. With the magic mic stuff, especially. Less so then...
1: he, he Channing Tatum's very happy to make himself look self look like a, a meathead idiot at times. Like in the jump street movies and stuff like that. And he's very good at it and it makes him very funny and it endears you to him.
0: Yeah. No, totally. I, I I would agree with that assessment. I do think he's probably closest to getting that that vibe. Um, but there's only one Kurt Russell, and I have there's to only one Kurt Russell. Here. There'll he, never be another. He is exceptional in this movie, um, and I need to discuss as well why why I love Tango and Cash so much because it goes beyond just the simple fact that you know people people will describe like bad movies that they that they enjoy because they're so bad they're good. Tango and Cash isn't that it's not a well-made movie. Uh, I described, going back through it today, um, the dialogue at times from Palance and um, his underlings, one of whom is played by James Hong, which is brilliant. I always will show up for the Hong. An underused uh, James Hong. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like it's come from a McBain movie in The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> I would imagine Homer, late night, you know, like, you hear, like, um, Nell and Fox, Tango and Cash, and then it would be, like, the... the it's just Jack Palance going, Tango, Cash, tango, Cash, and tango, cash and tango, 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 Tangoing out with all my... <laughs> Jack Palance is fucking brilliant in this and movie. And yeah. uh,
1: his henchman, uh, Rick Quinn. Do you Do you think... Here's a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think anyone involved in the production of Tango and Cash had ever seen a British person before?
0: Well, to be honest, like I didn't realize that this guy wasn't British. Oh, the guy who played him, it. I had no idea because he does look like an absolute like Cockney thug. <laughs> he,
1: he does, but he's also like so over the top. Like, hello, oh, hello, hello, fish and chips governor. Absol-
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that element to it, though, because this is going to get me <laughs> to my next point. So, partially watching Tango and Cash, I'm like, oh, this is um, this <laughs> this could fit fe- this feels like. It's, it's the absolute zenith endpoint of vacuous kind of 80s buddy cop action movies. Um, but at the same extent, I kind of think it's a coked up 80s remix of pulp and like golden age superheroes like The Shadow and Dick Tracy. And it comes down to the idea here that you have these two great hotshot cops who are basically superheroes and you have Jack Palance, who is playing what could be a Dick Tracy mobster villain with his you know Dick Tracy mobster underlings um and from that point from that perspective the the comic timing and the the camp and the the, the comic the comedic approach that they have here and i was doing some research earlier on and and, and you know the film changed hands between directors um at, at the end, and I believe Sliced Alone went on to say that um, the the person who came in to do uncredited changes, Albert Magnoli, um, he had like a comic book sensibility to him. And I get the vibe from watching Tango and Cash that it is quite comic booky, it is quite pulpy. Um, and what I enjoy most about that is like it's it's so funny because we get to the point where Jack Lance is doing these hilarious superhero, supervillain monologues and like um, using mice as metaphors for Tango and Cash and like putting <laughs> these mice in mazes and stuff and then watching on his evil supervillain TV display as they try and blow up his his boys with their massive monster trucks and stuff and he's just there cackling like a sicko um, it's perfect supervillain material
1: so Tango and Cash to me feels it feels comic booky to me I I totally like don't disagree with you. I really get like a James Bond vibe from him in this, which is derived from the same sources. you know? Well, like yeah, pulp. I guess it is. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's it it's in the way of like he sat there in his base, his big base in a quarry. I don't know what it is. <laughs> in a construction site with monster trucks yeah. with rocket with, launches on that. Yeah, like my favorite line in that end bit is when uh, uh, Tango Stow and says something like, "What does this guy own? Use color." <laughs> um but he's he's also like his plan to get rid of Tango and Cash is so James Bond villain. Like one of my favourite things in all James Bond movies is how any James Bond villain can kill James Bond so fucking easily. But they do the most convoluted plan where they're like, actually, Bond, we've tied you up to this to this crane in the sky and it's gonna drop an inch every five seconds until we drop <laughs> you in this tank full of dangerous <laughs> flesh eating bacteria but we're we're going to leave you right near this laser that you can just about manoeuvre to free yourself. And it's like, just fucking shoot him. (laughs) Like, Bond's gone. But this is, like, the same thing where it's like, he's literally like, it'd be too easy to kill Tango Cash, so I want to discredit them and frame them and put them in prison and torture them with electricity as I get into the prison and then kill them. Well, that's great. Like, it it feels like that kind of frame-up
0: element to it, it does feel like a comic book I would have read where they're trying to, like... Like some little kid be in like a 1940s radio serial, being like, "Watch out, Batman! The Joker's trying to sell you a good name, and you might go to Arkham Asylum or whatever." Like it kind of feels like that, and they do literally go to Arkham Asylum in this movie. They do. Both of them go to <laughs> Arkham Asylum and meet the 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 sickos, the supervillains that they have incarcerated. Tango and Cash have their own Rogues Gallery. You have um, <laughs> you have Big jo- Big Jaw Lad, Robert Robert Zadar. Um, and then you also have Slinky, who I know is, like, they first meet, but Clint Slinky, Howard. his his whole motif there with the slink, like, that is that is inherently, like, comic bookish, and the idea of them going back and being like, oh, yeah, I let this guy up for the bust of this jaw or whatever, and the, Tango and Cash, to me, is just a fantastic 80s, 80s remix of, like, Classic pulp, and it comes down to it. And I definitely agree with the Bond comparison as well because Cash even has his own queue. He has gun boots, folks. He has gun boots, and the most hilarious part boots. of all of this, right, is that the the, the LAPD here they have their own R and D department. Which, by the way, I feel like they lifted from the Naked Gun. Like I feel like that is that is <laughs> taken directly from the Naked Gun. And um, they have their own they have they have their own R and D department, which is cooking up all kinds of new devices like a a dog that has a gun in its mouth which again kind of sounds like The Simpsons where Homer's like what are you gonna do unleash the dogs with bees in their mouth and when they bark they shoot shoot bees bees at at you. you but but the best part of all of this is that Cash doesn't get no stinking Aston Martin with like you know rockets coming out the headlights or like you know sexy laser beams coming out the car doors. He gets a shitty minivan, a with, a minivan a with a minigun glued onto the side, <laughs> and it is the most hilarious thing. And he even says, "Oh, it's the RV from Hell." Yeah, you're driving a fucking RV. <laughs>
1: and they, they sorry, they I love it. it so much. They look at it like he's just given them a tank.
0: It's like the guy the guy's there's like ah, it's got our plating, bulletproof glass <laughs> oh, It's a prototype, it's... please don't take it anywhere.
1: you're right. It, like oh, I totally down. know what you mean. It's this it's this amazing like send out to buddy cop movies of the 80s. It's kind of got this like super villain rogues gallery vibe. Like in the same way that Jack Polancer's character Perret isn't even like they say things that he's done, but he's not a specific person bad guy with a specific plan in terms of he's just are not stopping a big him bad. From trafficking people or dealing drugs or killing people or plotting a terrorist attack he's just a bad guy who does bad things he's just sick of and that, that getting, damn in of cash, getting in the way of his getting in the way of his stuff and
0: i also i need to do also he's say cool it's so Obviously, Palance was in Batman 89 as well. So we have that other link up Linkup, But yeah. he also was um, the visual inspiration for Darkseid. When Jack Kirby was coming up with Darkseid. I he, didn't know that. He took inspiration from Jack Palance. So if the next time you look at a classic panel of Darkseid, you're going to be
1: thinking of Jack Palance from Tango and Cash. <laughs> I also apologize because uh, I know how much you enjoy Jack Palance. And when I was telling you about the movie Chateau's Land... Uh, mm. failed to tell you that he is the leader of the posse that is hunting down oh. Charles Bronson okay that's really cool yeah. um, I did need to get back on I think that. it was him anyway. <laughs> yeah no Jack
0: Palance is a great a, a great I, I was so jealous the other day because um, the new Beverly Um, obviously I'm nowhere near Los Angeles so yeah. I would never n- be able to go to the new Beverly one, yeah. yeah yeah but they had they had a big <laughs> they had a big like Jack Palance evening and Tango and Cash was on the program and I think a few people I follow went to go see it, and I'm like, oh my god, I would have loved oh, to have man. seen Tango and Cash. But the other thing as well for folks that haven't seen Tango and Cash, and we don't worry, we haven't spoiled anything major for you here. And it's there's just, not much it, to it's, spoil. It's just it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant. Again, it's an all vibes movie. Um, it's just it's, it's the one that the interesting behind the scenes battles that went on here came between Sly wanting to make it a little bit more serious, which again. Would make sense given that that was the same thing he wanted to do on Beverly Hills Cop, and then he went on to do Cobra, and then you had kind of the producers who wanted to make it a little bit more of a parody or a spoof, an explicit spoof. And the, the interesting thing about this is because it's because it doesn't commit to either thing, um, due to this 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 conflict that's like resting the kind of tone of the movie in between itself. It's this it's its own unique kind of buddy cop movie where it's not like it's not explicit parody um and it's not super serious which again makes me feel like it is kind of basically a comic book movie like it's it's interesting to look at it from that angle because like there are definitely occasional moments where i'm like they try to aim for something a bit serious here yeah like the um but it never it never reaches like Riggs and Murtaugh levels of emotional nuance um I would it have watched never just reaches... as many of these though, as lethal. Yes, lethal. I absolutely would as well. I would watch a <laughs> shit ton of Tango and Cash movies. Um it is basically just um 80s action hero super friends. Like it is it is just its own unique thing, but born not out of that intention. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, well... it was like one of those examples where something has been like put into a magnetic collider and like flipped around so much and come <laughs> out as its own crazy
1: unique thing, which Part I of it came adore. From probably came from the fact that i think there was uh it was edited by a guy called Stuart Baird, i believe who was a guy who was the... like brought in to i was gonna salvage say... movies that which again might isn't that not be I... salvageable
0: isn't that a great idea for a movie in and of itself the guy who fixes movies like the yeah, mechanic the... of movie editing
1: <laughs> like... yeah only
0: if Finn diesel plays him oh, yeah yeah, totally. And then he can be like the yeah. movies, but you know, I was going to say the editing in this movie was um, even though I'm fairly Stuart Bird's done loads
1: and uh, loads of Demolition movies that Man, I love. Which you've previously um, done as well. Which well, uh, he
0: he, he, he edited well. he, he edited The Omen, um, which oh, is right. one of my, and, and he edited Lethal Weapon as well. And Lethal Weapon, he did. He's got um, if you look at his actual editing credits, like he's got a shit ton Hell of, of amazing weapon. stuff on on his wall. Um, but Tango and Cash does feel like it's st- it's a Frankenstein's job. Like there are so many, um, and that's partially down to censorship stuff as well. Um, so like they didn't want to have a repeat of Cobra um, with the level of violence. So you get lots of jump cuts. You get lots of iffy splices almost at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of reshoots. If you look at the original trailer for Tango and Cash, um, you'll see ream like there there are there are reams of footage in that trailer that do not appear. Um, oh wow! In fact, most most of the trailer for the Tango and Cash is footage not in the movie. I would um, be happy if movies did
1: that more now.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting because it, it they had they 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 re, I think they redid the opening in the reshoots, which again, as you would know, which again I, I didn't really I didn't really clock on it when I was rewatching it this time because when I first watched Tango and Cash, I hadn't seen Police Story. um but then, yeah, same. rewatching it yeah. a day, it's, it's, it's the redux of that bit, the opening of Police Story, where Jackie stops
1: the um, the oncoming truck and with then his I was, pistol. Coincidentally, I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this movie today. I know Wikipedia is not a like, top source of info, but I always. Hey, Wikipedia check it out. is a valuable resource. It's better than people give it credit for. But then it was saying that also this movie kind of inspired the prison escape thing with the zip lines in Supercop in Police Story mm. 3. Um, so it kind of got inspired by Police Story and then inspired Police Story a little bit, which I, if Look, that's true, that I That shows don't know. The, that Jackie Chan knows his shit. He, he does.
0: Looked, he he low Tango and Cash.
1: <laughs> this is this is kind of... I'd be interested to check out that trailer as well, like, if it is different. And it, it, it makes you wonder how much of a, a, a hand Stallone might have had in getting it all together and maybe bringing that yeah. in. I mean, my favourite Hollywood stories, I think, are behind-the-scenes stories of Stallone.
0: Who's fiercely protective over his yeah. kind of? I mean, it's it's great. Like he is such he's such an amazing talent, and when you're that good at everything, it's only natural that you're going to be protective and want to get your hands in as many pies as possible. But he's also so got I, an,
1: an ego, which makes it really well. That's, funny that's at the times. thing.
0: Like you know, like it, like it, it's it's one of those things where you can't really restrain him, um, which makes this movie even more interesting in the in the fact that he's playing not the straight man, because Tango gets to have. As much fun as cash in this movie. The, the movie describes more it perfect, of the arrow. Like, yeah,
1: it's it's bad cop,
0: worse cop. Bad cop, worse cop. Yeah, exactly. Um, I forgot where I was going, but yeah, Barry Sonnenfeld was was originally the um the I think he was the second unit director originally, right. and then and then Sly got rid of him. Um, and I love
1: Barry Sonnenfeld. Like, he's do you, do you know about Black. Do you know about Sly and Cobra and the book that Cobra was based on? Um, not the book that it was based on, but I know that it
0: was... Um, That was that was George P. Cosmatis as yeah, well, wasn't so, it? And, so and, Cobra, and he has a
1: history of being removed from projects too. Cobra was very loosely based on a book called Fair Game, which, incredibly loosely, it was based on it. And Fair Game was, I, I haven't seen it, but was adapted into a movie a few years later. And I heard somewhere that Stallone basically wanted to put the book out but with his name on it as the author, oh! <laughs> Instead of the, act, he was like put it out there with my name on it, and it'll,
0: oh. it'll sell loads more copies, <laughs> and everyone will watch it. Where's Combra. the, where's the novelization of Tango and Cash,
1: man? That's I, I bet I there is them. one somewhere. I'm, yeah. We don't have that anymore. Every movie back then had a novelization somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but
0: yeah, that's um, Tango and Cash, man. I just I this is one of those movies that I was so excited to do because it is one of those absolute best time boys energy like films that you could put on and I will just have an absolute blast with it it's kind of like um, kind of like a like a hard target for me in that sense where it's kind of a similar it's operating on a similar similar levels but we should probably actually go into a little bit of the plot here because yeah. I haven't even gone to that we've just been talking about how great the movie is because it is great and it's so uniquely great yeah, Um, a coked up for a coked up movie yeah <laughs> Exactly. So, Tango and Cash pissing off Jack Palance, big boy Jack Palance, whose character's name is uh, Eve Perret, or Eve Perret, but they call him Perret in this. Um, and he's got his own little underlings. Um, Most evil and, man in the world. Yeah, yeah. And basically, he hatches a plan to get rid of that. To get rid of those pesky, pesky Tango and Cash. Um, they They basically frame them, they set them up for having killed a. Uh, undercover FBI agent in a, in a drug sting, um, which involves them, you know, bribing all sorts of different people to get these guys to not go to a certain minimal security prison, but to get them put into a serious house and a serious earth. This place is literally, like it. I, I said it before, it is Arkham Asylum. The amount of sickos they cram into this place, and honestly, it's so funny, like the amount of... Oh my god, right, so they... <laughs> they, <laughs> they they're having the whole lawyer thing and, like, which in itself is great. The courtroom scenes and this are just so funny. But then they get to, um, they get to the prison and, um, <laughs> Cash, Cash says to Tango, I'll oh, never put ex-cops in a general population. And the cues to them walking into general population and it's like, oh, they will put ex-cops in general population. And then, because they know that the set design here is so unhinged, like, where are these prisoners getting all this like litter and flaming so garbage toilet paper and, and, fire. and they're like throwing it down and they're getting biffed and bopped and then and then and then it just made me laugh so much today because there's that line that the tango has tango has where he's like um, uh, I really hate littering. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so
1: it's this, so good. This like they're all funny, uh, but this movie goes. It, maybe they're not all funny this movie goes ridiculously hard on the quips that stallone has like 12 in his first scene <laughs> he does. including he one that does. makes fun of himself yes yeah, as oh yeah yeah guy thinks he's rambo
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's oh, so over the I, top yeah.
1: in terms of quips this one i don't know i kind yeah. of shouldn't love and, it as much as I do in that sense. Well,
0: they're so good together. And honestly, like, the, the, the dick jokes in this are brilliant as well. Like, you know they. they pee they... <laughs> 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 It's just really
1: funny. I'm so shower, sorry, too. I was listening
0: the, to this. And is just... <laughs> <laughs> so right, whoever's not seen Tango and Cash, stop the podcast. Go and watch it so you can giggle with us about the shower scene where they're just clearly just being like, "Hey, I'm just a bunch of dudes." And then, and then, um, obviously, like <laughs> Cash goes to pick up the soap or whatever. It's like, don't flatter yourself. It's like a little pee wee, and it's just, it's, it's so, it's so like it's locker room, but it's so funny, and like it's, it's the, the, locker the, 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 hum- the movie. The the reason why it doesn't come off as tacky. It's because they're both so assured of themselves, like Tango and Cash. They are the ultimate cops, and yeah, they're the, the ultimate guys. Sell it so, so perfectly, there's no, there's no bullying or insecurity or like anything about like that about it. It's just two fucking, two fucking guys just fucking giving each other shit. It's just so funny, man. And um, the prison sequences. Just yields some again more like it's um you know when we talked about when we did Cobra the other week and um, the month even and we talked about the the sicko convention in like the steel plant where there's loads of like steam coming along and they're clanging their hammers together. I yeah. think that might have been the prison from Tango and Cash because when they get taken <laughs> That's to the it to, went afterwards. is it like the
1: maintenance hall or the
0: laundry or the laundry? yes, yeah, it's, it's hall like the, or the laundry
1: area. Yeah, it's it, it's got a great like. I think I I'm kind of seeing more of your like comic book comparison because you got like Robert zadar with his giant chin and you got like the huge guy I don't think the human name the huge guy who's in the cell with Cash. Uh, oh my no, god, he's like, literally he's like, that's, hey, that's my crapper.
0: That's my crapper. He's like, what do you mean? That is
1: absolutely your crapper. Let's get one thing straight. That is yours, and then you've got. um What's his name? We already mentioned um, Slinky, which is Clint slinky! Howard, brother of I Ron Howard. I'm
0: slinky, oh my God, that's
1: oh, no. He is, yeah, he's he's going a... I always remember him as um, I I am such I do this all the time. I've done so this podcast so many times. Is like the guy who he's a perfect like sicko actor because he's just the <laughs> creepiest looking guy. And I remember he always played a he played a character in My Name Is Earl whose name was just Creepy Rodney. <laughs> he's like so
0: perfect at it it's so funny that scene between him and tango when tango because we have that great bit earlier on as well where like they introduce the fact that tango is wealthy and like he's trading on like he's got his own stockbroker that's like calling in and messaging like talking to him about certain deals and he's looking what is he reading there's a newspaper he's reading and it's all just oh, like oh he's sh- just like oh sugar's going up <laughs> <laughs> and then the slinky guy like tears the newspaper in half and then it cuts to the night where they both get abducted and Slinky Man has been yeah. slinkied into the corner. That Slinky um, is somehow
1: 8 times longer than it was when he was using it. He's, I know. he's covered in it.
0: <laughs> it just makes me happy that we can have slinky violence in in this movie. I can't think of any other time Slinky's been used. I don't know. given how hazardous Slinkies are cuz if you didn't look, Slinkies were a dangerous toy. Uh, Slinkies like, didn't uh, last could, more than
1: a week in my house. Yeah, cuz like to even shit.
0: though the even though they slinked about and that was the main entertainment from them, you would kind of be a bit of a scamp with them and, like, like fling her about and stuff. Um, well, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's curious that they've not, not been... <laughs> yeah, it's weird to me that it's not been used as a weapon in more movies. I'm going to actually ask the listeners um, if they'd made it this far without turning off to to <laughs> tell me about tell me about more slinky-related um, Listeners, if you can please scenes. tell us
1: your favourite slinky-based action sequences, uh, that would be great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So they both get abducted, uh, and they get put into um <laughs> into the evil lair of the evil super prison. Um and they're getting talked at by Big Jaw guy, who I think they call Coden. Um, which I don't know if that's like a slight bit of banter between Sly and Arnie yeah, he as does... well. It says something like I love you and yeah. Yeah, I love you doing... and they call him Coden after that point. Um but yeah, like they both they both hit him and it's kind of funny because like there's um even though they are super cops like there is a degree of vulnerability there where um they realise that they're being like they're about to get chomped down on by like 50 like coked up big dudes they've put away and like (laughs) cash is just like don't panic don't panic don't panic this could be us and then evil cockney british redhead dude comes in um and he's like he gets the knife out and I forget the specific line where he's got the knife to like Tango's throat, and Tango is like quite chill, and then he puts the knife to to Cash's throat, and he's like, "I'm panicking, Tango, I'm panicking." <laughs> it's um,
1: I, I can't get over that British guy's voice.
0: He's... What you fucking, you fucking wanker! <laughs> that's it I've got the quote here thank you IMDB quotes where, he's, where Cash is like you want to cut my because he no that's what happens so he's there staying calm Then he just freaks the fuck out and goes you want to cut my throat go ahead you want to cut my fucking head off and use it for a fucking basketball you can bowl with the motherfucker for all I care just don't let him do it I don't want to get killed by this limey immigrant jerk off I, I, I don't I, want I get... to get killed by an
1: American jerk off <laughs> <laughs> you fucking wanker <laughs> hey, you, you bastard you bastard I, <laughs> uh, I I think the prison sequence is my favourite sequence in the movie because of how fun it is but how unnecessary it is because it's so unnecessary the fact that it is just like he, why didn't he just kill them why didn't he just shoot them there but it's like no he gets them sent to a maximum security prison where he gets All the, the prisoners the cards to are... take them out and beat them up but he yeah, brings himself and his shift. own men in anyway <laughs> so it's like why why do, do it at the minimal security prison it doesn't matter and then to tie them up over some water that... Is that a hot tub? I don't know. No, just just water that they're going to electrify. Just water that's just there in the prison. A big bowl of water. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to electrify it and they just start electrocuting Tango and Cash before they kill them.
0: (laughs) I do kind of really love in that moment where where Cash is going down first and the look of fear in Tango's eyes. He's like,
1: No Cash! No! (laughs) That is the moment they fall in love. I think it's the biggest <laughs> thing of the movie is like the movie can never decide if Tango and Cash love each other or hate each other.
0: Oh no, they are, it's 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 it Bugs never and Daffy. They, Bugs and Daffy love yeah. each other. They love to they hate can, each other. They couldn't like they they are Tango and Cash on their own. But like if there was if this was a comic book series it, the comic book would be Tango and Cash, and the movie adaptation would be the origin story of who they were before. So it would be like <laughs> Tango, Cash, and Tango and Cash. They can't. We'd tango, have a Tango movie and a Cash movie. You can't. You can't have a Tango movie and a Cash movie. It's always got to be Tango and Cash. Like it's it's <laughs> it's the boys together. Um, and the, I I love their relationship because you have that great bit as well later on where they're interrogating the guy, the the worst cop, the bad cop, worst cop routine, and they go for the high five and they hesitate. They do it like the three end- times where they almost yeah, yeah, yeah. and high then five. at the end of the movie you get the best high five yeah. ever, which should be as iconic as the villain. You son of a bitch, you know, like arm <laughs> wrestle, handshake, like it should be up there because Sly's face in that final high five,
1: so it's happy,
0: so, it's so happy but also awkward. Like Kurt Russell's just there,
1: like haha. They high don't, five. I don't think they they don't freeze frame it. They just cut to Stallone's face for like 10 seconds and he just has to be there and act and
0: then, and, then it, and then it changes to the the, 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 the photograph newspaper. of them yeah yeah in the newspaper oh the, man the, alive
1: oh man I'm, I'm tired now it's uh, <laughs> <Isn't that> like <laughs> cocaine the uh, the prison i love the uh, rest of the prison escape sequence where they have to go to um
0: it's really well done
1: yeah it's, really it's good. great <laughs> it's, it's they so they've have their guy like cash has his guy on the inside who is is he the warden who he's is he? the i think they call him like the assistant warden or something yeah. like that yeah so he gives them a plan where it's like i'm going to leave a crowbar for you by this bit of wall that we know is weak and then you're going to knock that down go down into a fan go through the fan.
0: Go into Arkham Asylum's ventilation system. Yeah,
1: climb, climb <laughs> up on the roof and then you're going to slide down a wire into the forest. And it's... The... the There's a it really... It's really atmospheric, weirdly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it is totally the like rain. that. That's, that's what gets me into the whole, like, comic book element of it. Like, it feels... It feels so pulpy but with that A.E.'s remix, like, sheen to it. And obviously the whole thing is the warden <clears throat> they find out that the warden the assistant the executive junior vice president warden is helping Cash escape um Tango's chickens out earlier in the night being like uh, you could just set up or whatever uh and of course they, they find out and then Tango finally learns to cooperate he comes back and saves Cash from the boys um and then they both make it out, but they have that great bit where it's like um, the the electric pylons. Which, to be fair, the, the electricity in that in that scene is terrifying. And, and you know what? The rain effects real are really of
1: Electricity, <laughs> yeah.
0: And like they got to dodge through it, and then Cash goes first against it to the other side. And then Tango gets um, caught by Conan again, um, and <laughs> and then they have that kind of great bit where they're fighting, and then he just kind of pushes them onto the electric pylons.
1: I love that fight when they're uh, fighting in the rain and the, against the pylons. It's It's good rain. It's great rain. A little, I a wish little there, heavy maybe but Well there was that there was that um there was that Twitter
0: prompt the other week where it was like what's the best rain in a movie? And I was gonna say unforgiven, but I also really like the rain in Tango and Cash <laughs> Good Rain. It's the
1: funniest possible answer for you to have said Tango and Cash <laughs> I,
0: Right, even even the title Tango and Cash. It's great. It feels great to say it out loud. Tango and Cash. That's cash why Jack tango. Palance. That's why he says it so much in his little. <laughs>
1: oh my god, I fucking love this movie. Oh, it's great. It's. Uh, this, this, I think it's weird because it's like. We've not really gone through the plot. As there much, is no plot. But there isn't one. <laughs> the plot is the bad guy who is just a bad guy for bad guy reasons. Mm-hmm. With James Hong, with James Hong, yeah, um, and, and the most British man of all time, not played by a British man. Um, How oh, dare he's... you? we <laughs> him. He's one of us now.
0: He is. You do an accent, and you get taken the piss out of in a movie by an American now, you're one of the boys. <laughs>
1: so we've got. We've got we our British things. We have we have Mister mm-hmm. Bean, we have Paddington Bear. Mm-hmm. and we have brian james and tango and cash
0: we do we do honestly yeah. right. that's like
1: our mount rushmore that's what would be on yeah. our mount rushmore
0: yeah i'm gonna make uh, a fan cam of him in this and it's gonna be set to a <laughs> remix of land and hope and glory <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I i thought for like his first two scenes he was australian and i was like no no he's he's trying to be british in this
0: just the delivery on you fucking wanker <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant. I love it, man. I. Love I, I. I sound um, like I'm
1: being negative about him, but he's great. He, he's oh, in he's so brilliant. Many like, he's in Forty Eight Hours and stuff as well.
0: He is. He is. Um, but yeah, so they make it out. They split up. B- weirdly, so so Tango continues the investigation into who set them up because th- through all this part, Palance has remained in the shadows to them. He hasn't revealed himself as the the master kingpin of um, of of <laughs> do battery in in L A. And um, so he's like yeah, he's too busy like people. kicking
1: puppies somewhere
0: yeah yeah so he's going Tango's going around interrogating the people that um that set them up at the trial they give the, they give him a name um Cash is on the run and he ends up um <laughs> it's weird because like I- I'm not being I'm not being dumb when I because I watched this earlier today the first scene between Tango and who is later revealed to be his sister that is played like it's his girlfriend and she's trying to like she's she's threatening to leave yeah that's like, the point they, they kind of do yeah, it as yeah. A twist and then you have the cash, big where
1: they try and twist it on the audience too.
0: yeah and then you have the big surprise reveal where cash is there and then they're getting slightly hilariously intimate um and then she she's revealed to be his sister uh terry hatcher as well um, terry hatcher yeah yeah we've seen yeah. that
1: before from uh Tomorrow Never Dies and and uh, underrated Bond movie. I I I think Terry Hatcher's really good in in this as well, and I'm glad they don't kind of hit the love interest thing too hard, and they do it more for no, banter. But
0: she she and Kurt Russell have great chemistry together, um, and it is because Kurt Russell is playing this, the absolute sexiest, funniest man ever <laughs> in this, um, and she can't help but giggle at his amazing hair and face. Um, but they are they're, they're really fun together and I like the I also like the the back and forth that, that she has with Tango like I can when the reveal comes I can buy them as siblings
1: and I like that yeah the, you, um, you feel like Stallone or Tango like does care for her as a sister that's the thing you, the, he the, sells the, the
0: caring it. element like Tango it doesn't come off as like it, it, I guess it is patronising at, at times but it, it there's also a great deal of affection there like you said that there's a great deal of like care um, but siblings which, are like that with
1: each other at two yeah, different yeah. times as well
0: yeah So, after that, um, they basically... Cash is like, hey, come visit my boy, not Q, at the LAPD, not MI6 Research and Development Centre. He's gonna trick us out, he's gonna give us guns, he's gonna give us, uh, all sorts of tech. That's where they get the, um, (laughs) the RV. Um, you know what it looks like? There's, there's a specific, there's a
1: specific minivan that it looks like, um... I need to get the right... Um... It looks like just before this character hooked it up with a minigun, he dropped his kids off at football practice.
0: Exactly. It looks like a people carrier.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember... There was a specific kind that
0: I feel like was... Is it... Yeah, a Toyota Sienna. That's what it looks like. It looks oh, like a Toyota know. Sienna. Um, it looks just... it. It's the most civilian-looking thing ever. Um, and I feel like this is partially maybe partially attributed to the fact that a lot of the finale was kind of like that was the last thing that they did and um there was a lot of action put into that finale um and again this is where it kind of comes to the super villain vibes of it all like jack palance has his i'm not even saying that it's his character at this point it's just jack palance jack yeah palance i think they just own. said just he has it. just try and kill yeah.
1: tango and cast jack they're real people
0: yeah yeah so, Jack Palance has his own personal fleet of, like, the characters from the Twisted Metal games, so <laughs> and, like, also the extras from Mad Max. I was so just going to say like, Mad Max, yeah, he has... So, he has, he has his own little quarry lair, and rather than just, like, you know, the normal action movie, like, villain would maybe be like, hey, we've got a few Toyotas here, let's stick a bunch of dudes in the back of it, maybe put, like, a, a 30 or 50 cal on the back, or just have some dudes with MP5s and just shoot at them as they get away. No, he has buggies... With rocket launchers on them, he has vans with miniguns on them, he's chasing back, them yeah. around this. Um, and and I love how Cash's Tango and Cash's plan for this is just to go around and just shoot a bunch, just and drive around, see, yeah, yeah, see what happens. And I have no idea how the miniguns operating on that thing. The, um, he's, just, he's driving. Sloane's firing out the window. To use you and Patterson yeah.
1: favorite phrase, the finale of this movie goes so hard it does it
0: really does go it goes it goes obscenely hard and my favourite bit as well is when like they have the, the the three big construction machines I'm not a build I've not been into into building and, and like construction vehicles since I was three so I'm not you're not gonna get a specific like name for what those things are but they, they sandwich them in they sandwich the Toyota minivan in and they have to get out and, and, and kill the dudes Um, and then they make it into the lair where we have the most anticlimactic shootout ever. Which is which this is what makes it even better, right? This is what kind of leans in i I know I've been going on about Tango and Cash being like this fucking epic comic movie for like the entirety of this discussion. But there is a specific bit where they're they're inside the the compound. And um Jack Lance is letting his boys, James Hong, and not um James Hong. Who's the other guy? Is he called? Um What, What, the the British guy? No, 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 not the heavy. The other guy. Ah, The other guy. Um, Mark Alimo, Lopez, that's the other character. He's letting his two underlings know. Not even underlings, his associates know that Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango, (laughs) are inside the venue. And then they're, like, getting all badass and shit, like, cocking their MP5s, being like, don't worry, we got this. As if they're, like... The cool, like the one, like it's like it's like superhero comic logic. Like these are the guys in closest proximity to the main villain, so therefore they're going to be really fucking good at firearms and like martial arts and like will be able to beat up the villain, the the heroes or whatever. And it's so funny because James Hong comes at them with his gun from behind glass, just gets sprayed instantly, <laughs> and the other guy goes out like a complete weakling as well. And it's just so funny that they hype themselves up so much. Like, don't worry, bus
1: we got this and then, and then they do just go out
0: like a pair of chumps.
1: after that it's like they do they have to after they've set up Brian James as this big like the heavy so they have they bring him in for that final fight against <laughs> against Cash but they're like someone someone somewhere in production was like well oh, fuck we need someone for, for alone to fight like we just
0: here's a guy yeah. they <laughs> turn around
1: and there's just like a guy at the catering table eating an omelet and they're like yeah you get, get over here <laughs>
0: yeah and it's so funny because they have like what is essentially not a very well choreographed fight. it's fine it's effective but you do get the great bit where they they go back to the whole grenade interrogation scene where cash puts a grenade
1: in we didn't talk about that scene enough i love that scene
0: yeah it's also a great scene but he puts the grenade in that dude's um pocket and then kicks him down the stairs and he blows up um and another patented grenade hollywood explosion um... There's one
1: insane explosion that we kind of did skip past when they're in the car, oh, which is when they're driving the minivan with the guns around, and there's a great like shot of Stallone hanging out the window shooting a guy, and he shoots a guy on like a, I'm just gonna say big digger. I don't care how dumb I sound, <laughs> and, and the guy like crashes the big digger off a, a oh, yeah. cliff. It falls off.
0: It's the slowest, most ambling fall off a cliff into, like, a construction office. But it blows (laughs) up
1: like Robert Oppenheimer made it. It's insanely huge.
0: Oh, God, man. I don't want this to end. We're nearly at the end. Yeah. Um, After all of this, we find out that they've also kidnapped um, Tango's sister. Um, (laughs) Just so random. Um, And then they they corner... the corner jack palance in a random hall of mirrors that he has they figure out which which is the real palance and not the mirror palance the even better part about that is that so like tango has his pistol but cash isn't armed at this point and so he he uses his his boot gun to kill to to get the killing blow on him and i'm like that's that's so funny. If I was Tango, I'd be raging that my best, my new best pal, just used his fucking dork cowboy gun boots to <laughs> flail around and like get the guy who was holding my sister like <laughs> less than a feet away from him. It was a dangerous move. I'm gonna logic this movie, which is stupid as fuck. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, that, I'm gonna put that thought away. Um, it's a great move. I think the flex of killing someone with your boot gun um is brilliant and um yes they kill jack lance um and then they make it out of the uh building the secret lair which has been set to destroy because of course it's been set to self-destruct because (laughs) that's what bad guys do um and they make it out with a big fire explosion and, and then we get our lovely high five and um yeah, Tango and Cash then then get reinstated onto the force, despite the fact they have killed every single material witness that would have cleared their names. <laughs> I had this epi- I had this epiphany at the end. I was like, "Wait, so the FBI guy who led the sting? Like- oh no! To be fair, the the wiretap guy is still alive. Not the wiretap guy. Yeah, the wiretap guy, the guy who faked the audio, he's still alive. There we go. He'll clear their names." <laughs> but mostly everyone is dead.
1: <laughs> Pretty much everyone is dead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that is um, Oh, I love it. That's Tango and Cash baby. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful beautiful movie. Um just an absolute delight of just Hollywood chaos giving life to the most beautiful thing absolutely ever. Um, they there is a crime. They didn't make like five more of these.
1: They—they're on about. It. Stallone said a couple of years ago he wants to make another one. He's got a story and a script for it, and he's trying to convince Kurt Russell to do it.
0: Yeah, oh, man, they should do it again. I yeah, mean, I don't like, know. I, I, maybe I, I, no, I, it wouldn't hit the same because they're not—they're not like <laughs> they're not apex predators anymore, are they? No, they they're aren't. not at the top of their game so I mean, Stallone, like,
1: be a... I, I would uh, Tulsa King. <laughs> has won me back on current, but you story. know what
0: I mean like they're not like they're not they're not young, hip, rude, and cool like you anymore if you do if you do a legacy sequel, it's gonna lean into like uh, it was so old, you know, and that's lethal weapon shtick. you can't take that from lethal weapon, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, like if they do a new lethal weapon like they've been on about, they could maybe pull that off,
0: I think that's definitely happening, you know, I think that's that that's of all the times they've like. Of all the legacy sequels or, you know, nude sequels revisiting classic franchises or whatever, I genuinely think that one has the most weight and momentum to it actually. It does. I think the only point. thing
1: that's delaying it now is is Passion of the Christ 2, apparently.
0: Passion of the Christ, Mel, why.
1: Yeah, like he wants Mel, to he's directing why? that and he said that's the only thing that might push back the final lethal weapon movie. Well, yeah. Well, well I
0: mean, was... Tango and Cash mate, I'm so glad that we finally talked about this so movie why. because it is uh it is it, it's up there on the Mount Rushmore of like happy dad movie memories for me. It is just an immaculate dumb thing, and I just want to, I just want to sit with it all day and just hang <laughs> out with Tango and Cash, Cash and Tango, Cash and Tango. Tango, Tango and Cash. Oh, I
1: can't. Oh, man. I can't we've, been talking, we've been talking for an hour, and most of this has just been. uh this is what Tango. we. I think this is what we thought the last Boy Scout episode was. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, both excellent high points um yeah. for dad movie cinema. Um I think I've exhausted all my yeah, food I tango need some and cash food in my bed. takes to be honest. Um but yeah, beautiful movie. Uh Dan, do you have any other closing thoughts about Tango and Cash?
1: Cash and Tango. <laughs> just just watch it. Yeah. Please please. <laughs> Please watch Tango.
0: and also don't do don't do the mistake of renting this, um, because Amazon Prime and YouTube, at least in the UK, uh, they only have it in standard definition. Oh really? Oh, like, I
1: had the Blu-ray.
0: And also, like by like, is it the sixteen by one aspect ratio? It's like the TV aspect ratio. Yeah, wasn't the worst thing ever. But um, I'm definitely going to go out and get the Blu-ray now because I can't sanction yeah, I, that machinery I, yeah. ever again. I bought that Blu-ray <laughs> a
1: long time ago, and I'm very, I've watched it a lot of times since.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. A staple. Um, but yeah, this has been the We Love Dad Movies podcast. Um, I'm so happy we got to talk about this one. Um, Dan, where can they find you on the social media sphere?
1: Um, talking a lot of shit on Twitter at uh, Dan DanGreamer92, G-R-I-M-A. G-R-I-M-A. Uh, been, been a little cranky on Twitter this past week, but I'm, I'm you know... The, the Tango and Cash, has, as I'd said on Twitter yesterday, signalled the return of super happy fun time, Dan, so I'm just going to talk about why movie's are badass for the next few days. Dan Greener on Letterboxd as well.
0: Bro, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your... Uh, or reading your Tango in Cash review. Not that I've, <laughs> I've just... I've, I've heard your Tango in Cash takes now, but I need it in writing. I, need I think really
1: I have one already on Letterboxd somewhere. Proof. I don't know. I'll Mate, you look. gave
0: it the four-star rating. I didn't see any any thoughts... Okay, okay, I mean it's a no thoughts maybe. movie. But I need I need I need validation for um the absolute beauty. <laughs> I will give that, that, that to, to you. Movie. Um but yeah, this has been the Middle of With Podcast. Um a quick thank you as well to our patrons. Thank you, George Jackson, Thomas Mulgrew, Shaka, and Josh Brown. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. Um I've actually now that I'm off work for a bit, I've been lining up like a full schedule of episodes for the rest of the year. I've been talking through to a few more guests as well. So I've got a few cool things lined up in the next month or so. Um, I think around April time, um, I'm trying to do a thing with Hard Target and a cinema, potentially. Um, Probably going to have a John Woo season around that point. Um, I'm going to call it Woo Wednesdays and it's going to happen and it's going to be great. And I'll finally let Dan talk about Face Off. And Zan and and Dan Dan. talk about Face Off.
1: (laughs) Nobody could see that, but when you had said... uh... Hard Target, I fist-pumped for no reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I cried, I laughed. You, you know, you didn't fist-pump for no reason. You fist-pumped because oh, I hard fist for Hard Target is reasons, one of the greatest yeah. movies ever made. Um, but yeah, this has been the Weird of Movies podcast. Um, I can't enunciate my words anymore because I'm really tired. Last week, I went to see Weird Al Yankovic in Glasgow, and then also Ray Jepsen, so my sleeping pattern is a little bit kind of... <laughs> I'm a bit, like, slinky. Um, slinked and my slinky just kind of not sleeping and just living in the permanent slinky state this has been the We Love Dad movies Tango and Cash tribute band featuring Dan Dreamer. Um <laughs> please follow the podcast on Twitter at Wheel of Dad movies you can follow me on Twitter at Ewan Ruins Things and of course you can follow me on Letterboxd as well um, I'm just Ewan Patterson there um, but yeah, see you all next time